welcome in everyone. This is Fantasy Football with Trayvon Banks. I'm your host, Trayvon Banks, and week 14 is here, and that means the playoffs are upon us. And so we're going to start this podcast off with a Fantasy Rewind. And so starting off first, we have myself versus Spencer and a nail-biting game nonetheless. And so going into Tuesday's night game with the Ravens versus the Dallas Cowboys, I was like, yeah, you know, my top two of my top three picks, you know, are left to play. You know, I, I, I should have confidence in my two top three picks that I've kept this whole season getting the job done, you know, and Lamar Jackson, he, he delivered, you know, he did 12 for 17, 107 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and then he did 13 carries for 92 yards and a score himself, and so I was like, okay, all right, okay, but Ezekiel Elliott, he didn't do too bad, he had 18 carries for 77 yards, four receptions for 18 yards, and the kicker, like, I, I knew I lost when this happened. They got a pass interference call called on the, I want to say five-yard line. I don't know who it was, but they got the ball on a first down at the one-yard line. And like any great coach, they're like, let's have our great, awesome running back punch it in for this touchdown so we can come back. And what does Zeke do? He does not only get stuffed once, but he gets stuffed twice and three times and they have to play action pass to a receiver in order to score and just watching the game and watching them have to resort to passing i was like damn seek what 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 happened dog like i knew then i knew then i lost and i ended up losing by because of that i i definitely lost by a mere four points. Like, literally, if he would have scored that touchdown on one yard line, that would have been six points, and then the yard would have got me point one, and I would have easily won by, like, two points. But I couldn't get it done, you know? And it was definitely Spencer did a great job not having Tom Brady, not having Christian McCaffrey, not having Mike Evans, and, you know, his team showed up. Beasley dropped nine for 131 touchdown from 11 targets. Then he had Eric Ebron do seven receptions for 68 yards from 11 targets. And then he had Ryan Tannehill, who had a phenomenal game against Cleveland, despite getting blown out most of the game. 29 for 45, 386, three touchdowns, one interception, and a two-point conversion. And even Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had 18 for 80, one touchdown, and one reception for 26 yards. And my team just, we ran out of juice. Most, More specifically, Zeke ran out of juice. And, you know, I'm, I'm sad. But I think the segment has gone a little bit too much. You know, definitely, I think this is the first year ever where I haven't made the playoffs. So it definitely will be interesting to see how things play off. And so, um... I'm definitely going to remember the Zeke. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to have some feelings when um, next season comes around and somehow you're not drafted and my turn is up to select somebody that's a running back. But moving on to the next matchup we have. Team Louis V versus Why Always Me Derek. And this this was definitely a one-sided competition. The entire the entire time since since the Thursday night game you know I mean his team Derek's team I mean I don't know when you when you look at it entirely I mean his team did all right it's just you know he had Darren Waller you know he did 13 catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns you know from 17 targets and then you know he had you know, Jarvis Landry, he threw a completion for air, six yards, and then he did eight receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown from take targets. And then he had 
Deontay Johnson threw eight tar- eight receptions for 71 yards and one touchdown from 12 targets. And then J.K. Dobbins, you know, 11 carries for 71 tar- 71 yards and one touchdown. And just really nobody on his team really failed him. You know, everybody put up at least 10 points except for the Ravens defense. And that added up to a grand total of 182 points compared to Louis V's um 136 you know and really I mean he, he had a, he had a fighting chance you know Michael Thomas came back nine receptions for 105 yards off 11 targets uh, Henry Ruggs did three receptions for 84 yards and one touchdown with one fumble and then even Amari Cooper he had a great game you know he had one carry for 10 yards and then he had five receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown from nine targets but it definitely didn't help that he still um, had Buccaneers defense in because they were on by. But uh, nonetheless, you know, Derek uh, did what he had to. And this was the game of all games that actually count. And he got it done and he snuck in into the playoffs taking my spot. So congrats to him. You know, we'll see how far if this hot streak can continue. Moving on to the next matchup. We had Newton's Law, Abdul versus Rob MMA and so this was definitely a closer game than the previous one I mentioned you know Cam showed up you know when he destroyed the Los Angeles Chargers you know he had 12 for 12 for 19 69 yards one touchdown and then he ran the ball 14 times for 48 yards and two touchdowns and so you know Cam definitely hasn't been known for his throwing and so this type of yardage through the air is definitely interesting to say the least but not uncommon for cam and his uh newton like superman abilities you know but on top of that wayne goldman he, he did 16 carries for 135 yards which was definitely interesting and other than that you know deandre hopkins did eight for 13 uh 52 yards and one touchdown but you know, he's definitely not giving himself any favors. Oh, wait, Des Bryant, he started him, I guess, because of revenge game. But he uh, got COVID literally like moments before the game. No, I want to say the first play. They pulled him and he got COVID. And so that's a big fat goose egg. But I really don't think Des would have done much. But to each his own. And so on Rob's side, you know, Derrick Henry definitely, definitely flopped. You know, he did 15 for 60, and then he had one reception for nine yards and a fumble. And it was weird because as I was uh, looking at the updates for this game, going into the half, Derrick Henry had, like, negative two points. So it was good to see him turn it around and turn them negative two points into five points. You know, but then, you know, he has Devontae Adams, who did 10 for 121 yards and two touchdowns from 12 targets. And then he had Julio, who was back in, who's now out, who did six receptions for 91 yards off of 10 targets. And then T.J. Hawkinson, who did seven receptions for 84 yards off of nine receptions. And then even J.D. McKissick, who did five carries for eight yards, but he did a perfect 10 for 10 receptions for 70 yards and so definitely not Rob's best game but you know he got it done and you know he marches into the playoffs so hopefully Derek Henry can bounce back from this game oh I can't I can't believe I forgot Chris Carson you know he's been in and out pretty much this whole season and so he did he had a decent game this this week despite getting destroyed or he didn't get destroyed. He he took the L from the Giants, but he did 13 for 65 yards, and then he had three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown off of six targets. But needless to say, Rob got the dub, and hopefully Derrick Henry can rebound going into the playoffs for Rob's team. So moving on to the next. We have Nick Garrison versus Leo Rod, and this game, weirdly enough, I mean, when I look at the roster that Nick has, I'm I'm always baffled how close he is to winning these games. 
And so in this instance, Clyde got him a goose egg, and then he didn't switch out Mark Andrews, who'd been declared out way before the Tuesday game. And somehow he was 22 points away from winning. And who happened to have 22 points? Adam Thielen, who did eight rece- who caught eight receptions for 75 yards and one touchdown. And Austin Hooper, who had two receptions for 24 yards. And so literally switching out those players gives Nick the win. But, you know, he's doing this once a week, check his roster type of thing. And this week, I think he wasn't very thorough about checking it. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I can only imagine how good Nick's team would be if he actually set his roster every week. But needless to say, he's still going into the playoffs. So if you listen to this, Nick, I hope you, you step up your game so you can have a chance at least at the chip. But, you know, the homie Leo, you know, he still wasn't going to take an L laying down. And so he uh, got this dub with uh, with the triple crown trifecta. You know, he had Kirk Cousins drop 20. You know, he did 28 for 43, 305, three touchdowns, one interception. And then he ran the ball three times for 12 yards and one fumble. And then he had... Robinson, who did 18 for 78, one touchdown, and then he had a perfect six receptions for 30 yards from six targets. And then the great Dalvin had 32 carries for 120 yards, and then he had six receptions for 59 yards from nine targets. And then Lockett had an okay game, four receptions for 32 yards. You know, this was definitely, I want to say, a Metcalf game. So this is expected because, you know, when Russ cooks, Russ cooks. And he locks in on one person. And so, needless to say, I mean, yeah, there's really not much to say. You know, Nick won because, or Leo won because Nick didn't set his lineup. But uh, this isn't unlike Leo's team. Leo's team has definitely been a high scorer this whole season. So despite having, you know, his running backs and his quarterback go off, um, he's been pretty consistent. So that's definitely how he got the number one seed. So we'll definitely we'll see how things play off going into the playoffs. So moving on to the final matchup. And so for the final matchup, we have Ian Capital Punishment versus the real deal AO, the ghost himself, who still, I don't know, his name at all but you know the real deal AO came in and got a surprising victory against the number two seed you know because pretty much Ian's entire team got hurt or you know completely fell over and died and so looking at Ian's roster you know Gibson had two carries for 14 yards and got declared out with a turf toe injury um Miles Sander got completely shut down against Green Bay, and he did 10 reception, 10 carries for 31 yards and no receptions from one target. Then, you know, Devontae Parker, he had four receptions for 35 yards from eight targets. And really just a string of bad luck. You know, James White did three receptions for one yard. How? 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 But, yeah, so, but let's not talk about Ian's team. Let's talk about the real AO's team, because his team definitely showed up. And so looking at his roster, he had Corey Davis, who did 11 for 182 yards and one touchdown from 12 targets. He had Logan Thomas, who actually had his first breakout game ever. You know, he's definitely been up there with the target total numbers, but he did great this week you know he had nine for nine for a perfect 81 yards and one touchdown he had brighton hi you can who did five for nine 95 and one touchdown and then even debo debo on the same team he had one carry for three yards and then he had six receptions for 73 yards from nine targets and then the vikings even showed up they did 
two interceptions, 18 points allowed, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. And so, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely the upset of the week. You know, this definitely doesn't do anything for either team. You know, Nick Ian already secured his place. And, you know, considering how competitive the fifth and sixth seed was, I don't think the real AO really had a chance. But, you know, good try nonetheless. And so that's going to conclude the Fantasy Rewind. And now we can get into the Fantasy Predictions. And so now looking at the playoff bracket, you know, we got the first seed and the second seed, Leo and Ian, respectively. They're on their buys, you know, all that hard work and getting dubs have paid off, so now they get to chill, and so now it's going to be in the first round, we have Nick versus Spencer, and a juicy matchup, and at this point, it looks like a 61-39 split in favor of Nick, you know, he has Josh Allen going against the top defense Pittsburgh Steelers. But he has switched his, his lineup. He has thrown Adam Thielen into the lineup at the receiver position. And he has going against Tampa Bay. And then he has Keenan Allen going against the Atlanta Falcons. He scooped uh, Noah Fant. He was going against the Carolina Panthers. And then, of course, he has David Johnson, who's been on the hot streak, going against Houston. But on Spencer's side, he's rolling with, continuing to roll with Tannehill, who has Jacksonville this coming week. And then he has James Conner back in, who's been, you know, missing in action, whether it be through COVID or other miscellaneous injuries he's had. And then he's deciding to put in Hilton. I don't know, will Hilton stay hot? You know, last week he did a phenomenal job with a rare uh, 11 targets. And he had eight receptions for 110 yards and one touchdown. You know, but compared to, oh, I mean, I guess the previous game he did, I, you know, he had five receptions. No, he had four receptions for five targets for 81 receptions and one touchdown. But other than that, like, he's, he's, he's been trash, you know. But the targets are still there, you know. He's had nine, five, three, five, ten, five, two. He missed the game. And then five, six, five. And then 11 in this past game. And. The only other target monster that's even remotely viable would be um, the rookie, Michael Pittman, you know. And so, I mean, I guess if you want to have that confidence with T.Y., he he definitely uh, has put him in. So we'll see if uh, Hilton can stay hot, as well as Beasley, who's been phenomenal. You know, it's either a Beasley game or a Thielen game, and for the past couple of weeks, it has definitely been a Thielen game, so we'll see if the hot streak continues, and then I think definitely, definitely, definitely the game is going to be decided by DJ Metcalf, you know, and so if this is definitely going to be a DJ game, I think everybody's going to eat, to be honest, going against the Jets, but, you know, the Jets have done weirder things, and this has definitely been a weird football season for all, so, um... I think it really comes down to um, Ian's team, or not Ian's, getting names mixed up today, Uh, Nick's team, you know, he's definitely, like I said, been one of the most unattended player managers of all, but I I think I'm definitely going to have to give the suspense, you know, hopefully Nick Chubb can blow up and his team can really just continue to show up, but, you know, Nick's team... He has a tough break, and so, I mean, I definitely give the favor to Spencer, and his X-Factor is going to be DJ Metcalf compared to uh, Nick Garrison. You know, Clyde Rosalera and Duke Johnson are definitely um, super iffy. You know, last week, he definitely had a goose egg because he was dealing with a sickness, and so, I mean, hopefully he can recover. Also, the sickness was non-COVID related. And then Duke Johnson, I mean, uh, I guess... David Johnson did get on the COVID list again, so he's going to be out. So we'll, we'll definitely see. But going against the Chicago defense, I'm not expecting anything. But, you know, we definitely shall see. And so now we're going to move on to the next matchup. We have MMA Rob versus Me. And so in this matchup, we have 
a 73-27 split in favor of Rob. And this with this past Thursday game, Robert Robert Woods has put up one yard for negative one yards. And then he had five receptions for 32 yards from eight targets and one tackle. And so with that player on Derek's team, it definitely has given Rob the advantage. But I think it's definitely going to be a, a good game. But if I had to pick my choice, it's definitely going to be uh, MMA Rob. Like, Derek's team is going to have to be absolutely perfect. Like, sure, he has Alvin Kamara, but, I mean, oh, no, he lost Julio. I completely forgot. Looking at his roster, he lost Julio, so that's definitely going to be an equalizer, you know. So it's definitely going to be the X factors for both teams. I think Derek Henry, Derek Henry is going to have to come out and absolutely destroy Jacksonville. And Alvin Kamara... It's definitely going to have to show up. This is definitely going to have to be an Alvin Kamara 25, 30-point game. And so I think it's going to be close, but I, I'm going to have to give my my uh, seal of approval to Rob. You know, his, his team has definitely been super consistent. You know, he fell off the wagon these past couple of weeks, but, you know, I believe him and the Derrick Henrys and the Devontae Adams will definitely uh, be enough to get it done. And so, uh, in the in the toilet bracket, um, I have myself going against Louis V. Uh, the line right now is 41 to 59 percent in favor of Louis V. And uh, the player that I've had played was Cooper Cup, who dropped a perfect five receptions for five catches for 31 yards and one touchdown. And so, um, if I had to pick my X factor. Stefan Diggs, definitely Stefan Diggs, because it's either a Stefan Diggs game or it's going to be a Michael, no, Cole Beasley game. And so most games, it's always been a Stefan Diggs game, but for the past couple of re- re- weeks, it's been a Cole Beasley game. So if I think if this can be a Stefan Diggs game, I definitely will be able to secure the dub compared to Louis V's team. Um... His X factor will be. Hmm. I want to see Michael Thomas to be honest. You know, this is he just had his good back to form game this past weekend, where he was able to do um, nine receptions for 105 yards. But since he's been injured and since he's been uh, suspended or put in timeout because of his uh, horrible actions of punching a teammate, he really hasn't been back to form. And then when you combine that with uh, Taysom Hill being a quarterback, yeah, it's really tough. So I think it's definitely going to be the deciding factor in this game if Michael Thomas can come back and have another great game with Taysom Hill at quarterback. You know, he's definitely going to be able to secure the dub. But, of course, me looking at it non-biasedly, I think my team has the highest ceiling. And so I'm going to give myself the the edge against that. And so moving on to the final matchup, we have Newton's Law versus The Real Deal AO. And at this moment, the line is set 7% to 93% in favor of The Real Deal AO. And with Cam putting in a whopping nine receptions or nine Passes, nine completions for a 16, 119 yards, and one interception, and then seven for 16 yards. It's it's not looking too good. They The the New England Patriots got destroyed against the Rams, and I'm sad I didn't start their defense or Cam Akers because I had both of them on my bench. But needless to say, you know, it's not looking good. But, um... Looking at Real Deal AO's matchup, um, he has some tough matchups. You know, Kyler Murray is going against the New York Giants and their defense. Zach Moss against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tyreek against Miami. And so if I had to give the X factor for Louis, uh, the Real Deal AO's team, it would be... Oh, he's put in Alan Lazar. I think that might be... No, I actually think his double stack of Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel, you know, they're definitely going up against a formidable uh, Washington defense. 
And so, since he's continued to ride that double stack, that's definitely going to be a hit, like last week, or it's going to be a miss. And so, that's going to be my X factor for his team. And then for Abdul's, um, if he could just switch out Des Bryant for maybe Robbie Anderson, who's been phenomenal, or Antonio Brown, who's been decent, you know, Mike Davis is going to be playing against the Denver uh, uh, Denver Broncos with Christian McCaffrey out. So if he switches out those, uh, Nikiri Harry has also played. I completely forgot about him, who did uh, three receptions for 49 yards. And so, I mean, switch out Mooney for Mike, Mike Davis. And I think if he just sets his lineup, if he really just sets his lineup, I think he might win. And so I'm going to... Give the win to the real the AO because the chances of that are very, um, very slim. But you know, hey, you never know. Maybe he listens to the podcast and he's like, bet, say less. So, yeah. And so that's gonna do it for my predictions. And so now we're gonna transition to the interviews that I have been able to capture for this week. Jump right in. Cool. All right, so welcome in, everybody. This is Fantasy Football with Trayvon Banks. I'm your host, Trayvon Banks, and today we have the number one seed, Leo Rod 91. How's it hey, going how today, Leo? It's going good, man. It's going good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain. I've been trying to get a lot of people on these interviews, but you and uh, Ian are the first two to actually uh, follow through and execute, so I appreciate you and your time. Anytime, man. All right. So first question we're going to ask is, how do you feel being the new guy, new kid on the block about this season with the uh, with the league members? Uh, it was definitely like, I think I've known about this league for a while just because Rob always mentioned it. But to be quite honest, it's like he called me up like 90 minutes before draft. He's like, hey, are you doing fantasy this year? I was like, no. He's like, you want to join the league? I was like, yeah, that's fine. It's like $30 saying you got 90 minutes to pick up a draft. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, you serious right now? So you can imagine my stress like 90 minutes before draft, just like going through every off, everything that happened in offseason, all the moves. It's like just doing an offseason amount of research in 90 minutes and then picking up like two draft classes that I was like, okay, like I'm good with these. Like I can make moves. So. You know, uh, definitely a lot more competitive than other leagues. Like, anytime I joined one, it was like, by week seven, most people just gave up. But it's pretty cool. I really like this league. It's, it's fun. Okay, okay. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad you, you've enjoyed this league. And so, given that you have the number one seed, how would you describe your season up until this point? Man, if I were honest, it's like, this is probably the trashiest team I've ever had. And, and fantasy um consider like if you're looking through my season most of my wins are just by a few points there's there was really like one or two good games um whether that was voodoo by the team or i don't know what it is it's like it's it, it it's not the greatest you know but i'm winning i feel like the tennessee titans last year they just <laughs> somehow they just kept winning like that's me i'm just i'm just gonna keep on trucking till i lose so haven't lost so far, so I, I did something right. Okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely can agree with that, and that definitely was a great comparison. You know, the Tennessee Titans stunned everybody as they upset the Patriots last uh, last season. So yeah, yeah, definitely they were on a hot streak, and yeah, so that's definitely a good comparison. All right, so the next question I have, I'm planning to do a fantasy football awards show after everything is said and done and the dust is settled. So who would be your waiver wire wonder for this season? Like just somebody I picked up this year? Yeah, somebody you picked up off the waiver wire and has propelled your team to the awesomeness that it is now. Man, I got to be honest. It's like I'd have to give it, even though it seems not that great, James Robinson. I picked him up week two or three, like right around the time that everything fell apart for the Jaguars. And Man, that dude is a workhorse. Uh, he, I think he's had like two games where he gave me under 10 points. He normally just 
like he's consistent that's what i like and he's the one guy that i've had since like that early on on waiver wire that's still on my team so it'd have to be james robinson from the jaguars Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I remember back then, like, around week two, that's right when Leonard Fournette got released. And, like, a lot of speculating was, like, oh, you know, James Robinson is listed as a starter, you know, even though he's a rookie. And we, I, I myself admit, I was very suspect about that. I was like, yeah, you know, my sources say that they do that and they rarely update, you know, their, their website on who's a starter. And so I was like, yeah, you know, because I, I, I think I picked up. Uh, who was the other guy? Who was the other guy? Dang, I don't remember at all who the other guy that a lot of people were wanting to be the starter but wasn't. But I picked him up instead thinking like, OK, I think I have a shot. And sure enough, you know, he blew up that first game and they've been sticking with him ever since. So I can definitely say he's definitely, definitely agree with you on your pick. OK. And so looking forward, uh, considering that you have the f- bye, who are you not wanting to face in the playoffs and why? Spence. <laughs> like, straight down Spence. So, something about that dude, man. Like, you know, Nick and Spence were the ones that handed my butt to me uh, earlier in the season. I rectify my, my uh, loss against Nick this past week. Um, right before we went into playoffs, but I don't know, man. I feel like Spence got that magic. Like, there's just something about that dude that just, like, if I face off against him, it's not going to be good. And, you know, McCaffrey's out this week, so thankfully, like, he doesn't have that weapon against Nick, but if he somehow wins and McCaffrey comes back next week, I I feel like that dude's going to take me out. That's just that's just my premonition. So I, wa- I definitely want to fight Nick. I don't care about Ian beat him twice. I don't care about Rob. I already beat him. It's like uh, Derek. I beat him twice. Like you know, Spence is my like that's my kryptonite right there. And his helmet's green, so that just makes sense. You know, that's you know superstition for the win. That's what I'm going with. Like, not him. Not him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely will be expressing my emotions and my feelings and my loss to him this past week on this coming week's podcast. And so I definitely will be talking a lot about what went down this past week against um, Spencer. So, okay, I can definitely agree with that. You know, and it just so happened that when we we uh, when we faced off, you know, Tom Brady was on by, Kishore McCaffrey was on by. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I feel like I got this. You know, Mike Evans was on by. He really had to go and plug in Le'Veon Bell in his in his in his RB spot. So I was like, yeah, I got this. This is nothing. And and sure enough, you know, it it didn't work out. So you'll definitely be hearing more about that in the podcast. But on to the next question. Um, how do you feel that this uh, this league and this season, given COVID, how has the commissioner handled things? You know, it's definitely been crazy, you know, with COVID and people being out all of a sudden and then in the next day. How do you think the commissioner has handled the season and the league in general? By commissioner, do you mean you in the, in our league or like the actual or the bell? Like, yes, me the commissioner. I am the commissioner of this league. So how how do you think I have done in this league so far as far as uh, accommodating you guys for COVID things, hashtag COVID things, and whatnot? I mean, honestly, like I think you did pretty good. I um. I will say I got screwed maybe, what was it, maybe week three. I think one of the weeks I lost against, it was, it was either Nick or, or Spencer. Like, the reason, I know I lost because COVID hit and I lost, like, three players that week. But, you know, like, you can't do anything about that. Um, you know, the players are out, the players are out. Yeah, they, they're not going to play, they're not going to score. So, you know, I think as far as accommodating what it might look like, like extending days, you know, or just um, how you treated the the ruling uh, based on what the league was doing, uh, the NFL itself was doing. I thought I thought you did pretty good. And honestly, like, I think apart from me, maybe one other person got screwed. Oh, you 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 got Lamar Jackson. He got he got COVID. Like, yep. yeah. So I can't really be too mad at it. Like, 
this this season has been as good as it could have been given the circumstances so okay okay and so considering this is your first year with us how has this compared to other uh, fantasy football leagues you've joined man like i said it's like usually by week seven everybody realizes i grab like three four sleepers they get pissed they stop uh they stop uh you know trying they leave me alone and then i just take their money so <laughs> this is the first year that it's like week 13 two people fighting for a spot on the playoffs and you know it's competitive i like it you know i'm not a huge uh shit talker but you know i do my thing i know everybody's still mad about the whole julio thing but who's at number one that's all I'm going to say. I didn't need Julio. I obviously didn't need Julio. You know, y'all might y'all might have used him, but you know, I I, I did okay without. Yeah, yeah, trades are definitely uh hindsight 2020. So, definitely. But okay. All right. Well, um I think that concludes everything. Is there any other comments, questions or concerns you want to say on the record to yeah, your uh league mates? I sure do. Nick Beat Spence for me, please. It's like I don't, I do not want to face that dude. And if I do face you, Spence, you know, may the best man win. And yeah, that's it. And I'm hoping to face Rob in the finals. You know, he invited me. It'd be kind of cool for the new, the new guy on the block, and you know, the guy that brought him in to face off in the finals. So that's about it. Okay, okay. All right. Well, that's gonna conclude this interview with the number one seed, Leo Rod, ninety-one. And so uh, that's going to be it. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Leo. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Appreciate you, man. Uh, okay. Welcome in, everybody. This is Fantasy Football with Trayvon Banks. I'm your host, Trayvon Banks. And we have the number two seed, Ian Caps. And so since he's not playing anybody this week, we decided to schedule an interview with him. And so that's what we're going to be doing now. And so how's it doing? How's it going, Ian? Uh, it's good, man. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. It's good to hear from you, too. Okay. All right. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask is going to jump right into it. Uh, tell me about, you know, your thoughts coming into the number two seed. You know, how did you feel throughout the season up until this point? Uh, actually, up until this point, it was pretty smooth sailing, uh, other than a couple bumps in the road that was Leo, who ended up taking the number one seed. Uh, I mean, I was consistently scoring about 170 every week, and then uh, definitely losing Gibson early in the game last week, and a lot of things kind of fell apart, making me lose the first seed. But uh, overall, pretty good season, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Okay. And so, uh, with you having, let me check the your record. You only lost twice, right? Correct. Uh, three times now. I'm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your team just completely didn't show up this past week. Uh, aside from you know your injury prone team from last this previous week, uh, out of the two losses, which one would you say was closer? Uh, it's hard to say uh, I know week one it was pretty close uh, had I not lost Barkley uh, I feel like I might have been able to pull that one off and then uh, I think the next time we played I had another uh, injury mid game but uh, overall I think just whenever I can really get my team together uh, I think I have a pretty good shot this year Okay, okay. All right. So who are you not wanting to face in the playoffs? Uh not wanting to face. Well, luckily my uh thorn in my heel is in the other part of the bracket. But uh Rob, he's always tough. Uh him and I go back to last year, so we have a bit of rivalry uh building up. And uh actually I think a pretty deep sleeper in the playoffs this year is definitely Trey. He has a pretty hot team right now. And uh, I think if Drew Brees can get back, I'm tomorrow I might end up winning up the league. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Wait, did you say Trey? Oh, I meant Derek. 
I was like, wait, I, I could have sworn I missed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I definitely think Derek is going to be a sleeper. So we'll definitely have to get him on and see what his thoughts are. Okay. And so uh, the next question I'm going to have, uh, up until this point in the season, I am planning to do a, I guess, a waiver wire fantasy football type of award show. And so who would you accredit to be your waiver wire wonder at this point in the season? Uh, Definitely the most successful pickup I had, uh, I'd have to say, was probably Gibson. Uh, really came through for me on a couple weeks, unfortunately. Kind of looks like I've lost him for the year. But um, uh, overall, I mean, um, picking up Justin Jefferson, that was that was a pretty good one. Uh, I know I sniped that one from Derek. Uh, same with Gibson. But uh, yeah, probably between uh, Gibson and uh, Jefferson, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Who were your running backs before Gibson? Because you've always had my – oh, Barkley. You had Barkley before him. But you lost yeah. him, like, what, week two, three? Uh, he got injured week one. and oh. that was Wow, and you were just scrambling to find a replacement ever since. Yeah, and uh, starting week one, I didn't have Sanders either. He was he started the year out injured. So, yeah, starting out, I was pretty bad at running back. Uh, Gibson definitely gave me the edge there. Okay, all right. Okay. And so out of your awesome team, like you previously said, you've been averaging about 170, 160. I don't have the uh, uh, exact. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, 170 is probably safe to say. Maybe 180. <laughs> uh, who would you say your best performer is consistently throughout this whole season has been? Ooh. Uh, surprisingly enough. Been my most consistent. Or is it... Yeah, you're cutting in and out. Uh, repeat the yeah, question one more lost. time. The call dropped. Are you able to hear me now? Okay, I, can, I guess I had to stay in the app on my phone. I was trying to look at my team. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't like that. Yeah, you can uh, start over. <laughs> okay, all right. So the question that I asked, uh, considering your absolutely awesome, awesomely high scoring average, who would who is the most consistent player that's been on this journey with you? Uh, as far as consistent uh, goes, I definitely have to say Allen Robinson. Uh, crazy enough, having uh, Nick Foles and Trubisky throwing him all year, he's I think he's wide receiver 11 on the year right now, and he has a pretty cakewalk schedule the rest of the way, so I can definitely see him finishing as a single-digit uh, top receiver this year. Okay, okay. Yeah, as of right now, uh, I'm able to pull him up. He's wide receiver 10 in the PPR and number 16 in the standard. Okay, but yeah, just every week is just uh, consistent. Even starting out, uh, I kind of might have thought I had a bust starting out, but... Even then, he was putting up uh, 10 to 12 points. Yeah, 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 definitely looking at his record. Season, uh, week one, he had 12. Week two, he had six. But every yeah. single season, he's averaging about 15 points. And, like, the targets are, are insane. 9, 9, 13, 10, 16, 9, 4, 7, 9, 9, 13, 7. Yeah, and I mean, just him himself, he's he's an insane wide receiver who just catches everything. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will say, you know, it's crazy to think, what was two seasons, maybe three seasons ago, he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, he's with the Bears, what, 2014, I think was his rookie year, and they ended up tearing his ACL, I think, second to last year with the Jags. Oh, then he has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, he only had one game. And that's when he tore his ACL. Yeah. Dang. Okay, yeah, yeah. They have his career record. He, yeah, 2017, he was with Jacksonville, and he played one game. And so I guess from there, they traded him to Chicago. He's been there for three seasons. Yeah, or I think he was a free agent. But... 
Interesting. Okay, okay. I definitely was not going to take Allen Robinson as your most consistent pick. I was going to say maybe Travis Kelsey, but that's definitely interesting uh, insight. Yeah, uh, I definitely would say Kelsey was the guy that gave me the edge uh, just with the tight end position as a whole. He is almost like a cheat code having Kelsey's uh, a wide receiver disguised as a tight end. Yep, yep, definitely. Yep. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see, I didn't have any other questions prepared. Um, uh, I don't. I can't think of any other questions off the top. Oh, I guess I can think of this one. Uh, how how have you rated the commissioner's uh, performance this year? You know, this has definitely been a crazy uh, year, not only for the world and not only for the NFL, but for I'm I'm assuming uh, fantasy football league commissioners throughout. So, how has the commissioner done uh, as far as keeping things and being flexible with you guys uh, as things crazy like people being out due to COVID been? Okay, I'm glad you uh, set that straight. I thought you meant your fantasy performance. I was going to say it too. But uh, <laughs> uh, overall, yeah, I mean, this is what your first year running it since uh, Videogate, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> did well. Uh, you know, I wasn't really expecting them coming into the year. Uh, I kind of planned on running things. And, you know, uh, Mish hit me up and he said, Hey man, I think I'm ready for it. I made mistakes in the past. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm sorry. And man, that, that really just showed me that even in a year like this, 2020 and with video, video gate and somebody, people can still change. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely great to hear. You know, I definitely feel like the commissioner has, has turned a new leaf and he's definitely doing things in the, in the right direction. He's definitely been very uh, inputful and he's definitely doing things for the greater good of the league rather than, you know, his selfish uh, tendencies prior. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say any of that. Uh yeah, and what when was Videogate? Was that two, three seasons ago? Maybe four? Uh, yeah, that was way longer ago. It was probably about five years ago. Uh, yeah, maybe, yep. maybe about four now. Yeah, that's back when we had Ivan, and I think what was the trade? I don't even remember the trade to be honest. Funny enough, I think Alan Robinson was part of it. Yeah, yeah uh, I think Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson, Marvin Jones. Yes, oh, I no, think no, no. It was. That, that was when that was that was a different <laughs> that was a different time. <laughs> Whatever trade you made and then reversed it, oh, I don't remember what was. But, man, thinking Good about times. thinking about that, that kind of might change my answer I gave about how the commissioner did this year. Okay. All right. Well, we're still recording. So if there is any additional input you would like to add, go, go for it. Uh, well, let's ask you, how do you, how do you, what do you, what went wrong this season, Trey? You, you were so close. You were, I mean, inches away from making fantasy playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, in hindsight, you had ample opportunity to get rid of Zeke. You received some pretty decent offers. And instead, you wrote it out with your boy, and he he just fell inches short of sending you to the postseason. How do you? Yeah. How does it make you feel? Yeah, man, I'm I'm upset. You know, I think my my bias Cowboys itis got got the best of me. You know, considering Zeke was my number two, I think I was a third pick, number number two and number three pick. You know, I was like, he can't be this bad. Dak cannot be the glue and the nucleus to this offense. I was like, Zeke is great by himself. You know, I, I thought for sure he could be like a Barkley. You know, da- uh, Daniel Jones isn't the great, but like because he's Barkley, you know, the offense gets going. You know, but when as soon as Dak went out, 
everything just just turned sour, you know. And I just at that point it was too late, and I was just like, I, I know I can I can sell him a little bit high to somebody, and everybody was like, Nah, bro, nah, he he's done, he's done. And I was, I just didn't want to believe it, you know. And so I just kept I kept trying to you know keep his value high, keep his value high, and then game after game after game he was just womp 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 and so i think this was <sighs> watching the game man you know that the drive they they literally got a pass interference on the one yard line and so they had three attempts and it was at that a moment when zeke wasn't able to punch it in on that third attempt i knew it was going to lose and so, you know, I just, I just, as my first pick, I just, I just had to go down with them. You know, if I had to go down with anybody else, you know, I know I made only one trade prior to this point in my season, but I was just like, if I win, I, I want to win with the boys, figuratively and literally. Okay, I can, I can respect that. I can respect that. But we'll be discussing more of that in, in my podcast once I do drop it. I knew I just wanted to get these interviews in so I can actually try to stitch them together. But uh, I think that concludes everything. I want to thank you, Ian, for uh, your time and being able to come out and uh, have a couple words with you on your journey. Is there any other inputs, comments, or mentions you want to say before we end our interview today? Uh, no, I just kind of want to wish everybody good luck that's uh, made the postseason. Uh, and uh, just to everybody, even who didn't make it, uh, congrats on having a full season. I didn't. I was kind of skeptical there would be football all year. So kudos to, I guess, the league on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They've done a fantastic job. The only snafu or close snafu was this previous Ravens uh, and Steelers game, but they got it out Wednesday night football. They 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 clutched it. So hopefully everything yeah. else continues going well. But all right, then. Thank you so much for your time. And until next time, you take care. Have a good one, Trey. And so that's going to wrap up this week's podcast. It's definitely been a interesting one, to say the least. Uh, this definitely is my first, like, inclusive podcast. So I definitely tried some new things on this one. So give me some feedback. It's definitely me getting out of my comfort zone, and it definitely took me a little bit longer than I would have liked, but as always, this is your host, Trayvon Banks, and this is Fantasy Football with Trayvon Banks, and until next time, take care, guys.